Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Dan Orlowski will join me in a half hour. Going to pop in in Chicago, my old buddy Sylvie, in just a few minutes. Check in on the situation there. We'll go to New York a little later today as well. The news that has come across in just the last half hour, the New York Jets have fired defensive coordinator Greg Williams in one of the most predictable moves you could ever possibly imagine. I'm going to save most of my Jets venom and thoughts for an hour. That's when the New York audience will join us here, and I will I will give you all just a sense of my feelings coming off of what was one of the most interesting plays of the NFL season. That play that the Raiders put in the air yesterday and got Greg Williams ultimately fired. The idea that he wasn't fired already just goes to show you how completely ridiculous and backwards they are. Um, But that play had enormous impact, obviously, on the number one pick in the draft. It also had enormous impact across the AFC playoff picture. Think where New England and Baltimore would wake up today if the Raiders went to sleep a loser coming out of New Jersey last night. So it was an important play, and obviously there's a lot there to say, and I will say it all coming up for you in an hour. But let's get this thing rolling. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. I'm going to come to you for your football takes and your hot takes coming up in just a few minutes. But I will start with what I think was the story of the day in the NFL, and that is the benching of Carson Wentz. It may well now be over for Carson Wentz and the Eagles in 2020. The question is, what does that mean for 2021? Carson Wentz is a player who, when he signed his contract, became the richest player in NFL history. That has since been surpassed. But now he's putting his coach in a position where the coach has to decide between losing his locker room and losing his job. Because leaving Carson Wentz on the field is is the express train to losing your job. Carson Wentz has fallen apart. Orlovsky said it on the TV show this morning, they've broken him. I can't tell you exactly what's gone wrong, but I can tell you watching him, Carson Wentz has lost the ability to play quarterback in the NFL, and he desperately needs to take a seat. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the, the plan was fully. I was just told he was going in for the next play and next series, so I didn't really know what was going on there. But um, obviously that's, that's frustrating uh, as a competitor and um, just the, the personality that I have. You know, I want to be the guy out there, but, um, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, they made the call today, and, um, at the end of the day, we lost. As a team, we lost, and, and that's what I think, for me, I'm most frustrated about. Okay, fair enough. So here's the bottom line. There are a few hard, fast rules I live by, and one of them is this. Eventually, it's you. Eventually, it's you. It can be everybody else's problem for only so long. But at the end of the day, Nick Foles, who has proven himself to be a journeyman quarterback, who has proven himself to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, When he was on the field for the Philadelphia Eagles, they were better. He's not in Carson Wentz's league in terms of talent or skill or athleticism or almost anything else. But there's something because the Eagles were just undoubtedly better when Nick Foles was their quarterback. And that cemented itself in my mind yesterday when I watched what happened when Jalen Hurts ran out on the field. I don't know if Jalen Hurts has an NFL skill set at quarterback or not. But I do know that team looked better the minute he came in the game. And for that reason, I completely agree with Ryan Clark when he said Jalen Hurts has to be 
the Eagles starter next week. He looked like the more poised, experienced, confident quarterback yesterday. And so, Doug Peterson, you start him. And if it doesn't work out, then fine. At least you made a change. At least you showed your team that play matters. And if it works out, then you have a decision to make in the future. But it's no decision to make about the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles next week because that guy has to be Jalen Hurts. Here's the problem. Jalen Hurts can be the quarterback next week. By the way, they play New Orleans, whose defense is probably right now the best in the sport, and they may well be the best team in the NFL. So that's not a good spot no matter who the Eagles quarterback is. But assuming they lose that game, and they should, at that point they're buried. At that point, three, nine, and one, even in that division, it's over. So the question is, how do you coach the rest of the season if you're Doug Peterson? Because the contract says Carson Wentz isn't going anywhere. But I think if you put him back on the field, you might lose your team. So for Doug Peterson, does he want to lose his team or lose his locker room? Or lose his locker room or lose his job? That's the question. Because Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback next year. Who's the coach going to be? That's something that we will probably find out based upon the way he handles the rest of this. And you know, if you look at where that team is, you look at where they are roster-wise, salary cap-wise, and quarterback-wise, getting fired might actually be the best thing that could happen to Doug Peterson. I mean, look at Greg Williams. He just got a four-week paid vacation. He's got the holidays to spend with his family. He was getting fired in a month anyway. So sometimes getting fired isn't the worst thing that can happen to you in that business. Doug Peterson will immediately vault to the top of a lot of people's head coaching wish lists if and when he becomes available. And there are better opportunities out there with better futures, both short-term and long, than the one they have in Philadelphia. So maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened to Doug Peterson if he isn't the coach of the Eagles next year, because they are right now going nowhere fast. All right, Greeny, and it is my time now to invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number, and you know how these Mondays work. I give you my hot takes, then you give me yours. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call them up now. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. So your hot takes are on the way right after mine. Here we go. Number three. Number three. Saints at Falcons. Taysom drops back, looks to throw, steps up, delivers, wide open. Traquan Smith, touchdown, Saints. Nobody home. Traquan Smith in the left side of the end zone, and the New Orleans Saints score a touchdown here early. Hot take number three is the New Orleans Saints are the best team in the NFC. And frankly, they're probably top to bottom the best team in the National Football League. They just don't have Patrick Mahomes. The Saints are so complete. Do you realize they have now played eight games over the last two seasons without Drew Brees, who was a first ballot big room Hall of Famer, and they've gone 8-0 in those games? Their defense is so good. Their skill position players are all back and healthy. They had Michael Thomas out of the lineup for basically the whole first half of this season. Taysom Hill is a gadget player playing quarterback for them, and they're beating everybody in their path. When they get Breeze back healthy, and all signs point to they will, they are clearly the favorite in the NFC because every other team is flawed. Packers are flawed. Their defense, don't buy it. Don't look at the way they look against terrible Chicago and terrible Philadelphia and say, oh, the, the, the Packers have figured it out on defense. No, they haven't. The Packers are still flawed. The Seahawks flamed out yesterday. Seahawks too inconsistent. 
Buccaneers stink when last seen. The Rams aren't consistent enough. The Bears are atrocious and have no identity. The Vikings are clearly missing something. They're so talented, but they're not the team. Who's the team to beat in the NFC? Clearly, it's the Saints. Clearly. And if Breeze comes back and he's healthy, they are a prohibitive favorite in the NFC. So that's hot take number three. Number two, Browns at Titans. Mayfield from under center. Play action fake. Boot legs it out to the right. He's throwing down the right sideline. He's got Peoples Jones wide open. He's gone. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. 75 yards on one play. The hot take number two is that Kevin Stefanski is absolutely in the center of the coach of the year conversation. For me, it begins with Mike Tomlin. And if his team goes 16 or no, then there cannot be a vote for anybody else. But if the Steelers lose, and I've already told you, I believe they're going to lose today. If the Steelers don't go 16 or no, I think Stefanski becomes the coach of the year. Look at the difference in that team and that quarterback. And there's actually another level we can take it to involving Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. That's a different conversation for a different moment in the show. For now, the hot take is that Kevin Stefanski, I believe, is 1A coach of the year in the National Football League. And if Tomlin's team doesn't go unbeaten, Stefanski becomes the front runner. And quickly, I will say this about Baker Mayfield. We are the first to point out when he, his shortcomings, to point out when he doesn't get the job done. So it is only fair that we sit and applaud that performance yesterday. They went into that game believing they were going to throw the ball on Tennessee all day long. They never, they never faltered from that in the first half. You think to yourself, oh, that's Chubb and that's Kareem Hunt. Those were second half numbers. When that game was being decided, it was Baker Mayfield deciding it. He was spectacular. That was the best game he's played since he was wearing a jersey that said Oklahoma on it. And if you get that Baker Mayfield, and I don't know that we're going to see it week in and week out. But you get that Baker Mayfield, and the Browns are a team no one will want to play in the playoffs. But the hot take is Stefanski. Right now, he's 1A coach of the year, and if the Steelers don't go unbeaten, he becomes number one. Speaking of number one. Number one, Lions at Bears. Matthews got it, turns, gives to Peterson, left side, barreling his way down to the one-yard line, and in touchdown, Detroit Lions. He's into the house for the score, and the Lions are on top. With a minute 37 to play, the Lions take the lead. Hot take number one is that yesterday was the official end in Chicago. Had there been any question, when the coach with the visor comes out this past week and has the angry, fired-up tone in his teleconference, Zoom conference, whatever we're calling them now, and he sits there and says, every player in this room has to look themselves in the face and decide what we are. We're going to stand up and we're not going to take it anymore. And then you, your offense gives you a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and you give it all back? Those aren't exactly the 85 Bears out there. Those aren't exactly the monsters of the midway. In fact, Rex Ryan was disgusted by that defense because fourth quarter, 10-point lead, that's supposed to be a wrap. If you're the real deal, then that game's over. Regardless of the stupid play by the quarterback, Trubisky, and the, and the play call, the questionable play call at that situation, if you're that team, look, Ryan Clark and I have been on those teams. Game's over, dude. It's flat out over. If We're, we're going to show you how good we are, how great we are. All right. Instead, that team right there gave up 450 yards to the uh, Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really that good. Forget about you wanted your own identity. You never liked the 85 Bears. Well, guess what? You can't hold their jock strap. 
and I'm sick and tired of saying that you're a good defense, most talented defense. You dang sure don't play that way. Yeah, and listen, that's an indictment on everything and everyone, and it's 100% right. Yes, the quarterback makes the huge mistake late in the game, but when you've got a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, when you've been complaining as a defense, you've been giving those side-eyed looks over at your offense, hey, when are you gonna, guys going to carry your, your, your share of this load? If you're a great defense, you don't get worn down by a season of offensive struggles. You rise up when it's time to win a game. And I think you put together the coach's rah-rah speech of the middle of the week, and then that meltdown yesterday, and to me it spells the end. That's my hot take, but I want to get the opinion of the biggest Bears fan I know, and that's my buddy Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN 1000 Afternoons in Chicago. Sylvie jumps in on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Sylvie, thanks. To me, it felt like the end of something yesterday. What did it feel like to you? You know, sometimes you need the ownership here in Chicago to really be, for lack of a better phrase, Greeny, smacked in the face with how bad it is and you know I was joking with you when you came on our show midweek last week that I loved that the Bears have been on Monday Night Football recently twice within a month I loved that they got embarrassed on Sunday Night Football if that was to happen I want it to be on national TV and if you blow a 10-point lead have it happen to the Detroit Lions on your home field after they just fired their general manager and head coach. If the message isn't received uh, by ownership that this needs a thorough cleansing from top to bottom, then I don't know what message uh, will will deliver that. Let me read you a couple of tweets. Jeff Dickerson, whom you and I both know, of course, covers the Bears for us at ESPN, just tweeted the following in the last nine minutes. Bears head coach Matt Nagy says he has not had any specific discussions about his job with ownership, but describes the line of communications with everybody as very strong and open. He felt that yesterday was the Bears' best offensive game by far. And then one more tweet, Bears coach Matt Nagy does believe he still has the support of upper management. Sylvie, what do you think? Yeah, and I watched the press conference just now, right before I I came on with you. Look, Matt's a really good guy. Matt is not one of these coaches who's going to bark at the the press and take it out at the press that his team just lost six in a row. He's going to, as Waddle calls it, it's word salad, Greeny. There's lots of croutons. There's lots of lettuce. There's some cheese in there. Maybe throw in some tomatoes and cucumbers. There's not a lot of meaningful stuff in there so Matt's going to give you 15 minutes he's going to be nice to you but I wouldn't read into anything that he said today it starts with George George McCaskey again is the the daughter of Virginia McCaskey the grandson of George Hallis who founded the league though he doesn't know football He's going to need to figure this out on his own, that he's going to have to change things at the top and get the right people around him to change everything from the top to the bottom. Yesterday definitely felt like the beginning of that. Waddle and Sylvie this afternoon following me here, uh, for those of you in Chicago on ESPN 1000. Uh, Sylvie, get ready for the show. Thanks, my man. Thanks for jumping in. Always a pleasure, Greeny. Thank you. Mark Silverman with me here. Okay, so those are my hot takes, and that's a quick stop in Chicago, my adopted hometown. Meanwhile, now it is time for yours, 888-SAY-ESPN. Bobby, give me the music there, and let's get the hot takes in from everybody else. Again, 888-729-3776. We'll take your hot takes, and we're looking for them hot. You know where my head is this morning. So now I'm looking to hear your hot takes here as you join me on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hashtag Bubba, who's our first caller? Yeah, we'll go to uh, Los Angeles. We got Ray. Ray, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your hot take? Uh, the Browns will not make the playoffs. The Raiders will leapfrog them at 9-7 and seven because of the head-to-head 
Whoa, Ray, that's about as hot as it gets. Stand by. Let me call up the, the rest of the Brown schedule because there aren't words to describe how much I disagree with it. I appreciate hot takes, and I like them hot, but that's lunacy. Uh, the Browns are suddenly playing great. Hold on a minute. Let me get you the Cleveland schedule the rest of the way. They're sitting right now at 9-3. and three. Here's what they have left. Ravens this week. That's certainly losable. Ravens will be playing a short week. That's actually the Monday night game. Ravens are playing tomorrow. Then at the Giants, that's not nearly as easy as it, it looked a month ago. At the Jets, that's a gimme. And they finish with the Steelers, who may or may not have a lot to play for. It's not inconceivable that the Browns could lose three of those four games, but I don't expect it. I don't agree. I appreciate the take, and I like the heat of it. But I will tell you, I think the Browns are the real deal. Their coach is special. They've got a pass rusher who can close games out late. They can run it with, with any team in the league. And Mayfield shows you just enough. I don't see it. I appreciate the take, but I don't agree with it. Hashtag Bubba, who's next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Yep, we got Matt, and he's in Indiana. Matt in Indiana, what's your hot take? Yeah, Green, this is coming from a Colts fan, but I'm here to tell you that the Giants will be in the NFC Championship game as long as Daniel Jones makes a return and stays clean throughout each game. They haven't been blown out all year. The only game they looked really terrible in was the uh, San Francisco game. So, as a Colts fan, I'm telling you, the New York Giants will be in the NFC Championship game, much like the Tennessee Titans did from the AFC last year. I love the take. I absolutely love it. Do I think that's inconceivable? I don't. The Giants are 5-2 and two in their last seven games. Their two losses were by one point to the Eagles and by two points to Tampa Tom and the Bucks when they got a bad call on a two-point conversion. In my opinion... The Giants, the Giants are two plays away from being 7-0 and over the last two months. They're playing harder than anyone in that division. Now, I think Washington's going to win today. So I'm not ready to hand the Giants the division yet. But I do believe if you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you on it, you would bet on them to win the NFC East. And then someone's got to come to their building in January. And the way the Giants are playing, I don't think that'll be a picnic for anybody. Again, do I think they're going to go to the championship game? No. But that's what makes it a hot take, and that's what makes it fun. Bubba, who's next on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Yeah, let's uh, make history here on our show and talk to uh, Ellis, who's in Germany. Ellis, in Germany, I believe you are my first international caller. What's your hot take, Ellis? It's an honor and a pleasure. Huge longtime fan. So I'm also a longtime Dolphins fan. Since I was six years old, sitting three feet in front of the television, watching them complete the perfect season versus Washington in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, not because we beat the Bengals yesterday, and not even because we are 8-4 and and in the thick of it. I am excited because of Brian Flores. If I may use your words, he is a leader of men, and he knows how to get everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction. You saw them clear the bench yesterday, including Flores in defense of Grant after he got blown up for the second time with an illegal hit. So my hot take is as follows. Assuming Tua is the quarterback they drafted him to be, and I'm not saying he's got to be Patrick Mahomes, but he's got to be good. If that's the case, I predict that Flores will join the legendary Shula in hoisting two Lombardi trophies. Love it. Ellis, awesome. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the international uh, flair. And I totally agree. I love everything about Brian Flores. There's nothing not to love. You don't want to see a game end the way that one ended yesterday. But there's a lot about that team to like, a lot about that coach to like, and the questions are about the quarterback. I agree. 
The questions are about the quarterback's ability to stay healthy. That's an excellent call and an excellent collection of hot takes today. Thank you. Let me remind you quickly, by the way, that it is V-Week and that during these challenging times, and I will mention this until I, I have no more breath, ESPN and the V Foundation's fight against cancer continues. If you are able, please support cancer research by visiting v.org slash donate. 100% of the money you give goes directly to fighting cancer. Dan Orlovsky will join me next. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Christine Lisi, you are such a pro. The pause before the word questionable was awesome. In that sports center, Greg Williams was fired after his questionable play call. <laughs> so many different words we could use to describe it. Questionable, I thought, was an excellent choice. Uh, delighted to be with you here and, and so glad that you are with me. Dan Orlowski is with me on the Shell Penzoil performance line. And Dan, there are a million places I want to go with you, so let's jump right into it. The first place, of course, is the Eagles and Carson Wentz. We spoke at great length this morning about what to do in the short term. How about the long term? What is the long term future for Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, Green, that's a great question. I think the long term is he still their quarterback going into the future. I still think that that is the best option for them. Now, what's fascinating about the whole situation is, can you have that thought process through the Eagles and then play Jalen Hurts this week and moving forward for the next month, so to speak? Like, can you do that? Because I think what's really kind of shown itself, at least in my personal eyes, is like the that he may not be emotionally mature enough and like mentally secure enough to handle all this, to handle all the pressure and the hate and the, the ups and downs and the, the reality of struggling. You know, maybe he is. I said this this morning. He seems mentally broken. So I think the question for the Eagles is, as an organization, do they think that Carson Wentz can become a great player again? Do they believe in that, right? I know the money plays its part. That's not, like, that, that's not my forte, right? So if they believe that he can be great again, do they think he can be great again with Doug Peterson? Because if you think he, he can be great, but you don't see it with Doug Peterson, well, then that's the obvious thing. You move on from the head coach. If you don't think he can be great again, then which I don't agree with, then, then you've got an issue because that, now you're starting to call teams and going, will you take this contract on for us and Doug Peterson moves forward as your head coach? 
Yeah, I, I think that's going to be the thing. The next four weeks, I think, will make a lot uh, of – will go a long way towards determining how that plays out. But clearly, I, I don't see them running it back with those two guys coming back. Next up is Chicago. We talked about it a little bit a few moments ago. You were very strong on this this morning as you watched the Bears blow yet another game, this time creatively, their defense blowing it instead of their offense for the most part. What's the next step? Oh, they're going to blow everything up. Hey, it is time to clean house and completely restart. General manager and coach. General manager – took Mitchell Trubisky that hasn't worked because the head coach that he picked to to develop Mitchell to develop Mitchell Trubisky has not developed him and so like for that singular reality of the the selection and then the lack of development you blow it up the defense was really good six weeks ago and it is just kind of it's almost like when you start seeing something have to bear so much weight it just crumbles underneath it they have had to bear the weight of a bad offense for two plus years now and they have just crumbled. And it's not looking any brighter. You know, next year's not looking any brighter. The, the Khalil Mack trade looked awesome. It doesn't anymore. The, the trade up to go mit, to get Mitch Trubisky looks like an absolute disaster. And so you can't justify to your fan base that, one, the general manager can't select a, a, an important player like that, and then, two, the head coach can't develop him. So that will be a complete overhaul. The interesting thing, Greeny, is it's a, it's a, it's a really fascinating job because – one, there are some young defensive pieces in place. I think they've their champ- lost their championship window, but there's some young defensive pieces in place. Two, they've got some okay skill players, young skill players that you can say, okay, can we build around them? The, the fascinating thing with it is, can, one, can you reset the market with a, a rookie quarterback draft? Or two, there are going to be a bunch of veteran quarterbacks on the market next year, I think. I think that there's a chance that you got some really big names that um, can play good football if coached the right way. And so that's why I think it'll be a fascinating job to go after. I agree with you. I, I certainly agree with you about the quarterback musical chairs. We're going to have a lot of fun following that when the season comes to an end. Meanwhile, the folks at Mercedes-Benz Vans, Dan, asked me to pick someone who went the extra mile this weekend, every week, going the extra mile, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. And I've selected Baker Mayfield, and I'll tell you why, because he has been um, the subject of an enormous amount of criticism here and in many other places. I don't take back any of it. The first pick in the draft, it comes a lot of expectations, and he is the sort of person who, who brings a lot of attention to himself. So we've been critical. But boy, when, when, when he deserves it, you gotta give him his due. And yesterday I thought was by far the best game I've seen him play as a pro. Through a quarterback's eyes, what did you see from Mayfield? Confidence and clarity. You know, he's got a lot of confidence right now in his, his own performance. Um, he's got a lot of confidence in the people that he's doing it with, the teammates that he has on the field. He believes in that offensive line right now. He believes in those receivers. And then he's got a lot of confidence in his play caller. You know, I always say that a quarterback will talk to a play caller with his play. You know, when, when the play caller calls the shot and it's there, you got to hit it. This is the NFL. You only get so many opportunities to hit it. He's hitting it. And then when the play caller calls that shot or that chunk play and it's not there, get it out of your hands. And, I, and look to the sidelines and you, tell the co- you essentially tell the play caller, call it again, right? And so there's this great confidence. It's, it's almost like what we're seeing with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur a little bit. And so great confidence and there's also a, a lot of clarity where his eyes need to be, what the read is, what's the goal of the play. And I think Kevin Stefanski's done a great job of that. And listen, when it's come to Baker Mayfield, I also think that a lot of us, me and yourself included, we've been critical of the performance, 
more so than the performer. You know, and, and the performances that he's had that have been struggles, we've pointed out to why. And to your point, like, he's playing good football. In the last five weeks, zero interceptions. Like, that's a very, very, very big deal. It's a third of the season. So he has earned the credit where where he's getting it right now. Absolutely. Danny, today and every day, 4 o'clock Eastern, NFL Live, weekdays on ESPN. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much, my friend. I'll see you later in the week. You're the best, Greeny, later. There he is, Dan Orlovsky, with me. And I'll say this, too, about Mayfield. He gets an, an, an abnormal amount of attention for a couple of reasons. One of them is that he was the first pick in the draft, so it's always going to come with that. But two, he brings a lot of attention on himself. When you do all those commercials and you are as, you, you plant a flag in the middle of the field and you do all the have the big personality he does, you're inviting a lot of attention. And that is both good and bad. Basically, I, I said to Rex Ryan today, they kind of remind me of each other. I've known Rex forever. And I don't know Baker at all, hardly. I mean, I've met him a couple of times. But the point is, they are unapologetically themselves. And if you're going to be unapologetically yourself instead of being vanilla, instead of just say, you know, I always call it the Derek Jeter school of media management. If you're going to say stuff and do stuff and be stuff, then people are going to love you when you win. And they're going to they are going to be lined up to pound on you when you are down. And that's just the reality of it. And that's going to be his lot. But he's playing great right now. And that team looks dangerous. Coming up next, by far my favorite take of the day. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Fascinating stat of the day before I let you hear my, um, my, my personal favorite take of the day. The stat of the day which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app, comes from my friend Field Yates. If you don't follow Field on Twitter, you're making a mistake. He's got great stats. Most of them are fantasy-related, but they are just generally fascinating football stats if you like those. And here are the numbers per Field Yates on Devontae Adams over his last 16 total games, i.e. the, the, the course of one season's worth of football. 132 catches, 1,680 yards, 17 touchdowns. Those are remarkable numbers. So that's averaging something like between eight and nine catches a game for about 100 yards a game and about a touchdown and change per game. That's what Devontae Adams has averaged over the last 16 games. And he and Aaron Rodgers have it going right now. And they look like a very, very interesting team to watch. I I continue to believe they are flawed. 
I will not watch a defense shut down the Bears and Eagles and decide all of a sudden they've turned the corner. But if they get any defense at all, Rodgers is clearly good enough to get that team into a Super Bowl. All right, let's do Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless and SR Straight Talk. Let's go over what we said on Friday were the three people facing the most pressure in the National Football League last week. Bubba, give me a little music. Let's do this with a little accompaniment if we can. So last week I gave you the three people that I thought were facing the most pressure. And at number three, number three, I gave you Matt Nagy. How'd that work out? Couldn't work out worse. Couldn't have worked out worse. Candidly, nothing worse could have happened to the Bears this weekend than their defense blowing a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Because that's just now a total indictment on the entire project, top to bottom. Yes, Trubisky makes a big mistake, but at the end of the day, if you're a real defense, you don't give up a 10-point lead to the Lions, much less anybody, with your season on the line in the fourth quarter. Leading Ryan Clark on Get Up This Morning to give me what was my favorite take of the day. When we were criticizing the Bears' defense for not carrying their share of the load, RC said this. What do we always say? We want a team to be together. We want total chemistry. We want complimentary football. Not a Bears playing, not a Bears playing complimentary football. The offense suck. Defense suck too. There you go. Isn't this what we want? Isn't this why Matt Nagy was was brought to Chicago so the offense and the defense would be on the same level? Well, now you have it. And then y'all get it. And y'all want to be mad, right? That's extremely well done by my friend RC. So that could not have gone worse. So the pressure for whatever that's worth in Chicago on Matt Nagy, that did not work out. That was number three. Number two. Number two, much better. Number two, we said Jared Goff. Jared Goff is eventually either going to become or he isn't the reason that the Rams win games and maybe go deep into the playoffs. Right now, he's not. Right now, he's surrounded by an extraordinary cast of talent. They've got great receivers. Woods and Cup, really good. Two tight ends, Everett and Higby, good. The running game, they find stuff. Somehow they find people to run the ball for them all the time. Henderson, I don't even didn't know who this guy was before the season began. Todd Gurley's been there so long. And the defense, obviously, is loaded at all three levels. You know about Aaron Donald. You know about Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, they've got other people as well, Leonard Floyd and other pieces that they use to play great defense. The question is, can the quarterback be great? Because if the quarterback can be great, the Rams can win the Super Bowl. This year, I'll say it again, if the quarterback can be markedly above average, then the Rams have as good a shot as anybody in the NFC to win the Super Bowl, and that includes New Orleans. So, I didn't think he was brilliant yesterday, but he certainly did enough, and he was better than his counterpart, Kyler Murray, as the Rams got a big win. And that leads us to... Number one. The disaster of all disasters. We said all the pressure was on Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Uh, Candidly, it could not have possibly gone worse. Wentz played arguably his worst game of the year, got benched. Peterson turns to Jalen Hurts, and now the future is up for grabs. Up for grabs in Philadelphia. Short term and long. They play New Orleans in a game this weekend that is for their season. Realistically, their season is already over, but they won't look at it that way. So they'll think in that division, if we get a win this weekend, we can still make the playoffs. And in theory, that's true. Now, they're going up against the defense that is right now playing better than any in the sport. Do they go with Hurts or do they go with Wentz? My gut feeling is they wind up going with Hurts. If it were me, I would go with Hurts. Because if I'm the coach, I'd rather lose the game and my job than the locker room. 
because that team will quit on him, I think, if they put Wentz back out on the field. And if Peterson gets fired, I think he will have a line of suitors around the block for his services immediately. So that's his circumstance, and that's where we are. Looking back on the three people under the most pressure last week, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Off the top of the next hour, I'll get into my Jets perspective. You've been waiting to hear me sort of go off. I, I may have a little different take on what happened yesterday than you might be expecting. I also think there's something that I think would be funny. You know what? Let's just make this something I want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So before we came on the air here today, I have two hours from the end of Get Up until the beginning of this radio show, and I have a little office here at our Seaport Studios, and I'm in the office, and there were some boxes in the desk that I haven't opened since we moved them here from Bristol. And I opened one, and I came across, there was stuck in there, a publicity photo from my first week at ESPN. This was a picture that was taken the first week of September, 1996, and It sent a chill down my spine when I looked at it. And I posted it on Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram page, at ESPN Greeny, you will see it. And I wrote, I'm not sure which is worse, the hair or the tie. And I now I'm glancing at some of the comments. And it seems to me that people are saying the tie was an obvious disaster, but that the hair was tight. The word tight is coming up a lot in description of the hair. So I'd like you to get a look at this thing and let me know if you agree. At ESPN Greeny, was my hair tight in 1996? Because I think I could get it to do that again. Let's have this conversation as we go. We'll get to that and more in a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.